Hey everybody, welcome to the Word Up Podcast, a weekly conversation where we dive into scripture and learn how to apply it to our lives. In today's episode, we are going to look at the first 10 verses of Galatians. Let's dive in. The book of Galatians is a bit different than any other of Paul's writings, any of his letters or epistles. In his other books and letters, Paul will always introduce himself. He will then give thanks to the Lord for what the church has been doing. And then he declares the reason for his letter. In this case, he introduces himself and then he immediately goes in to a rebuke. The church of Galatia, or Galatia, depending on how you pronounce it, was planted by Paul, the apostle. And a few years later, some scholars say uh, maybe a year, others say a couple of years. Anyways, a short amount of time later, Paul hears that the church has been influenced by another gospel, a different gospel, and they start to follow this gospel. They start to go back to an old religion, an old form, and Paul hears about this. He does what he knows best, and he sends a letter. So Galatians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle. Now, the word apostle here is actually a very significant word. Uh, Apostle just means one who was sent. But Paul is presenting himself immediately as as one of the 12 apostles or one of the apostles that followed Jesus. And actually, in all of Paul's letters, he introduces himself in one way or another like this. Either he will introduce himself as an apostle, introduces himself as a slave in chains, uh, a servant of Christ, etc., etc. The first thing we can learn from Paul, even if this is the first letter you've read from him or you've read all of his epistles in the New Testament, is that he knows his identity and that his identity is in Christ. In the Western world, we like to introduce ourselves by what we do, our occupation, our vocation, whatever it is, that's what we put our identity in. Paul does the same thing. He says, hi, I'm Paul, and I'm an apostle. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm a servant in Christ. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm a slave in chains for the glory of God. This is the first lesson of many lessons that we can learn from Paul, but specifically here is who are we in Christ? Is it our identity? Is it our occupation? Is it whatever we do? Or is it simply who we are in the Lord? Let's continue reading. Not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me. Again here, Paul is just describing who he is, why he is this way, where he got it from, and the individuals he is an apostle with. This is important because of the issue that's going on in the church. They are accepting a gospel from an outside source, just from anybody on the streets that have no credentials, no credibility. And Paul's saying, hey, if you're going to listen to anybody, listen to me. Listen to the gospel that I first presented to you because I received that from the Lord. Verse 3. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from this present evil age. This present evil age is just the state of the world that we are in right now with the power of the evil one at work. Ephesians 2 says it best. 
in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Let's continue reading. Verse 6. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but that there are some who troubled you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. This is where Paul kind of makes his clear break from the beginning, the introduction. Now he's going straight into what's called the rebuke of his letter. This is different because usually in other letters he will give grace and peace and thanksgiving. But here he said, hey, I'm going straight into the issue because we need to go there. And he's saying that he's astonished that we're so quickly deserting him, deserting Christ, deserting the gospel, and we're going, being influenced by another gospel. This happens so often in our life, in our lives, in the church, in businesses, whatever it is, we get influenced, we get attracted to the new and shiny thing of today. So, I mean, the real question is, how many Gospels do we hear each and every day? How many different truths do we get presented, whether it's in our workplace, our relationships, our marriages, whatever it is, we're getting these advertisements of other Gospels, other truths, and they start to soak into us, and we start to believe those things, just as this church did. It's a different way, but it's really the same. If we take the church, for example, the church of today, we see a lot of prosperity gospel being presented. We see a lot of uh, egotistical messages being presented from the pulpit. And when you see this human growth model of we go upwards and it's all about us, it's self-centered, it's kind of disheartening to be honest. And this could be a similar gospel to what the church of Galatia was being presented. It probably wasn't. It was more of a old Jewish religion, but I mean, in a sense, that's if we look at what's being presented to us, we're getting this alternate gospel that we're falling in love with. Whether it's a soft gospel, a soft religion, a self centered religion, a prosperity gospel, whatever it is, we're getting it, we're loving it, we're growing in that instead of growing in Christ, growing in the truth of God. This is near and dear to me, and I, I call it. The, the disease that has been infiltrated into the church today. Uh, entertainment and spectator all around. And whether it's in our worship or our preaching or our ministry or our pastoring, whatever it is, we see this, that it's a self-centered gospel. It's a self-centered whatever you want. And in, in the Western culture, I live right outside of the Bible Belt, and I see it. And it's sad, and um, it's near and dear to me, like I said. And all I want to see is that the church be the church. The church uh, have a flock. If you're a pastor, you're pastoring that flock. If you're part of that flock, that you're ministering to other people, you're going and you're, and you're serving in the church, outside of the church, around the community that you're involved in, and you're presenting the gospel to those that don't know it. And maybe you're a pastor, and maybe you're a minister, and you've been caught up in this culture. And maybe this is a time for you to repent and turn around and be a true pastor, the pastor that God called you to be. Let's continue in verse 8. But even if we 
or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Paul here is just pronouncing a curse, a final judgment on those who preach a different gospel. And, and we can probably think of different religions of today that are preaching a different gospel that are presented to be the gospel of Jesus. And you maybe even have the name Jesus in them or whatever. And so, again, this is just saying, hey, if you're preaching and it's a different gospel or it's a contrary gospel, there's going to be a curse, the final judgment. Let's continue in verse 10. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. This brings me to my last point. Um, and I think Paul really states it very clearly here. What are we trying to do? Are we trying to please man? Are we trying to please God? Are we trying to serve God? So what does that mean, pleasing man? I would say when we please man, it's because, or when we're trying to please man, um, it's usually because of fear, doubt, insecurities, hurt, some event that could have happened. And the reality is when we do this, it doesn't create anything that's good. The result is not good. Um, and even like pleasing man in itself has a lot of different definitions of it. And what Paul is really saying is, are you pleasing man or are you being a servant of Christ? Being a servant of Christ literally means serving God. It does not mean pleasing God, because when we do that, we're not becoming the servant as Christ did. Uh, Pleasing others, pleasing man, pleasing humans, could be pleasing our boss, our supervisor, our spouse, our kids, our pastor, uh, a leader that we really look up to. And the result of this, and I can say this from personal experience, is disillusionment, disappointment, etc., etc. As I said earlier, it could be even pleasing ourselves. We have these selfish desires that are embedded in us from the original sin um, that happened in the fall. James explains what this is in James 1, verse 14. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. This is the exact result of what happens when we play into those selfish desires that we have. The result is death. But when we serve God, it produces life, it produces this pure love, it produces long-lasting relationships with God the Father and with others. It actually restores relationships with Him and with others and with ourselves. It gives us back that self-image that God gave us in creation. So I want to stop and just ask the question, what words are you speaking to yourself? What words are you receiving from yourself? A good friend of mine asked me this question a while ago. She said, what do you talk to yourself in the mirror about? And I said, what are you talking about? And she says, what do, you, what do you say to yourself in the mirror? And I thought it was a very silly question. And it took me about a year to really kind of digest it. And the reality was I wasn't talking to myself. I wasn't encouraging myself. I wasn't 
telling myself who I believed to be. I kind of just took in what the world was telling me who I was. Um, my identity was in what my wife was telling me, what my coworkers were telling me, what my church was telling me. And even though these things were good, they weren't the things that God was putting in me. It wasn't the word. I wasn't even focusing on the word and putting that as my self-identity. And there comes a point where we need to have that self-talk, that encouragement from ourselves. You can grow so much if you just say the things you say. I believe that subconsciously we are tearing ourselves apart, whether we know it or not. So many times I see individuals that they say, oh man, if you just know the things that I say to myself. And it's like, well, what are you saying to yourself? And even me, I wasn't saying anything to myself. And that's just even as bad. And so I just want to stop and say, hey, if you're not saying anything to yourself, or maybe the things that you're talking to yourself about, those things are probably not true. And if they are true, then that's good. But if they aren't good things, if they aren't the truth at which God has told you, then again, this is a time to say, to repent and tell yourself those good things. And remember what the Bible says in Psalm 139. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of Christ. So in closing, we need to remember who we are what our identity is in Christ, just as Paul remembers who his identity is, that being in the forefront of his mind, that needs to be in our forefront of our mind. We need to remember not to follow another gospel, a contrary gospel, but to follow the true gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to remember what he did for us on the cross and that he rose again for us on the third day. And last but not least, remembering who we're serving, what we're doing in our daily lives. Not to please man, but to serve God. That wraps up this episode of Board Up. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Hey, we'll see you next time.